Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. Good morning, Eastern North Carolina. Welcome back to Not On Your Side Morning Brew and happy Friday, y'all. We're getting into a three-day weekend. Most of you guys have Monday off and we're hoping that the weather stays nice and sunny so that you can get outside and do lots of outdoor activities this week. I'm Julianne, Morning Edition anchor. And I'm Alex Wasilenko, Morning Edition meteorologist. And I am Ford Sanders, the Morning Edition reporter. And I'm Kelly Hunter, the Morning News Editor. So Memorial Day weekend is here, and it is a great time to honor those who have lost their life in the line of battle. There's a lot of Gold Star families, and a Gold Star family is anybody who has lost a military member in the line of duty, but it's also meant to honor the service member's sacrifices and acknowledge the family's grief and their loss and their continued healing. I personally have somebody who's currently serving in the military, but I don't have anybody who has served in the past. Mm-hmm. Any of y'all have a current or past relative member? Well, so my grand this is an interesting story because my grandfather I never met actually. So um, long story short, my mom, they're from Knoxville, Tennessee, but she was born in Ecuador where he was based there. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, so she, my grandmother was pregnant and while they were based in Ecuador, my mom came out and then he unfortunately passed away when my mother was four. He was killed in the line of duty, but it's just something, you know, my mom has vague memories and it's interesting because it's, you know, I never met him, but I feel that connection through my mother. And so it's really mm-hmm. awesome, you know, that he was able to serve our country and he always did tell my mom that if he were to die, he's going to die doing what he loves. And so that that's really important. A lot of military members will tell you that because they do these sacrifices because they really love their country. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah. cool story. I also have grandparents that were involved in the military past and present and just recently one of them passed away, but not necessarily in the line of duty. He was working for a company called Singer Link in Binghamton, New York, and they created anything from uh, parts to aircraft carriers that were used in battle to NASA spaceships too. So he did a lot of serving, whether it was military or otherwise. And I also had another grandfather like Ford that I didn't meet on my dad's side. And he fought in World War II in Japan. And I hear about so many stories and he brought back some things from Japan, including what I remember the most. And my dad still has it to this day is a ring that he found on the battlefield and it's a golden ring with a lion's head and a ruby in its mouth. And wow. so it's a, I may not have met him, but he's got an eye and a knack for some cool things right. that he picked up uh, during his trip overseas. So certainly a great time to honor our veterans, remember those past and present and continue to support our troops all across the country and, and elsewhere in the, in the world. That is. Yeah, absolutely. You guys, this is not a great thing to have in common, but I never met one of my grandfathers yeah. either. Mm. He passed away mm. before I was born. Yeah. Um, he was in the Air Force. It was not combat or duty related, uh-huh. but he and my grandmother both met in the Air Force. It's kind of funny. We always, wow. she loves to tell the story and it's so sweet. She was an officer. She was a second lieutenant and oh she was gosh. enlisted. Yep. So it's kind of forbidden love. She was love. a boss. Yeah. <laughs> forbidden love type deal. Right. Um, she used to say that he would like flash his headlights to get her attention, <laughs> to get her to come down for their dates. Yeah. Really, really sweet. That's she, so yeah. Cool. So she's a nurse, uh, was a nurse. She's now retired, um, and she did end up getting out of the Air Force after they got married and started having children. I love her stories about their time together and how they met through the Air Force. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad's dad also served in the Navy. It's one of my regrets that I didn't get more of his stories before he passed because mm. they are so 
so incredible, mm-hmm. the sacrifices that they've made for our country. And I've worked in a lot of markets and TV um, that are have a heavy military presence and just being able to tell their stories, hearing what they've gone through and just mm-hmm. knowing the sacrifices that they go through um, at Malmstrom Air Force Base in Montana. It's amazing t- and to see and know what these folks put themselves on the line for which that's a great thing to mention with Jacksonville we have Camp mm-hmm. Lejeune we have many camps and things like that down there many bases and so we work very closely with um, our service members and things like that mm-hmm. so that just speaks to Julianne's thing about different markets like mm-hmm. definitely our market has a big military presence so and if you get the chance be sure to sit down and talk with a service member because for sure. you really can learn so much and it's awesome to hear their perspective and how different things were when mm-hmm. they served but with that being said only one percent of the U.S. population currently serves in the military, whereas back during World War II, over 12% served. So I thought that was a very... percent actually a lot. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was a very interesting statistic. And it also says that since 9-11, more than 16,000 troops have passed away in non-combat circumstances, while 7,000 have died in the Iraq and Afghanistan wars alone. Mm-hmm. So if you see any service members or anybody who looks like they were in the military, please just say thank you. It means so For much sure. to them, and it just it means a lot. Mm-hmm. But... Speaking of that, for events going on this weekend, on Monday here in Greenville, the Pride and Joy Saxophone Ensemble will be premiering a mini concert to celebrate Memorial Day. There's also going to be summer camps starting on Monday, running into June 4th, so that Friday. The camps will include All Fired Up and Contemporary Masterpieces for the Emerging Artist Camps. That'll be grades kindergarten through fifth grade. And then a fine line and a pot of gold for the Advanced Youth Camps, which is grades six and up. Oh, I miss summer camps, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved summer camps growing up as a kid, whether it was at the rec center or right. signing up for events like this, especially the artist camps camps, if you will, have a lot of hands-on activities and really help kids honestly find their knack early on, whether it's in band or some other form of art. And I only mentioned band because (laughs) that's where I found my knack for for music. I was a band geek growing up and playing clarinet and eventually led to marching band and orchestra and and auditioning for states and regional for uh, band as well. So I love that it's getting to that time of year, festivals, summer camps, fairs, everything Mm. comes uh, usually with the unofficial start to summer season on Memorial Day there. So awesome stuff going on in the East. Yeah, camps are a great time for you to try new things. They also help kids expand their minds and for think sure. outside the box. Mm-hmm. So camps are a great thing to do. And also gives your kids something to do so they're not complaining every five seconds. I'm bored. I'm bored. I'm bored. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, but with uh, it being a three-day weekend, we have some safety tips for you all so you can stay safe out on the road and while traveling because there is going to be some congestion and traffic, not only on the roadways, but also at the airport. Yeah, this was actually one of my stories earlier this week. I spoke with Major Chris Ivey. Um, just to keep it short, you know, there's two major national campaigns. You've got Click It or Ticket and Booze It or Lose It. Two very important things. Click It or Ticket, keep your seatbelt on at all times. You never know, even if you are 100% in the right doing what you need to do, someone else could not be. So you got to make sure your seatbelt's on, keep safe. That's just an easy way to stay safe. Um, booze It or Lose It is a national campaign that if you think you may have had too much to drink, please, please, please do not get behind the wheel. Like we said, Memorial Day, it's not a time to really celebrate, but it's a time to honor. But a lot of people get that confused 
a celebration. So with that being said, we understand that people are going to be out honoring those that did serve. And, you know, you may have bonfires or barbecues and things like that, but please don't ever, ever get behind the wheel. You've got Lyft. Major Ivy is actually telling me Lyft. You've got Uber. And also we've got great public transit here in Greenville and across mm-hmm. the entire East. So lots of ways to stay safe. Well Very said, Ford. I think, yeah, the important thing is to remember this is something that we talked about on right. the morning show is that this day is meant to honor our right. veterans. It is not meant to go out and party, but yes, we do acknowledge that some right. people will doing that. Mm-hmm. So the least you can do is keep yourself safe for all these people that have fought and kept us safe for, for sure. so long. Right. For sure. Yeah. And it's, uh, as you guys had mentioned, a big travel <clears> weekend, <throat> click mm-hmm. the ticket, boost it or lose it. A lot of ceremonies and commemorations going on. So just play it safe all around. Of course, things start to really ramp up in terms of activity, whether it's commemorations or ceremonies or just summer events in general. So heading into the weekend and for the rest of the summer, as a matter of fact, you got to keep all these things in mind. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And if you're heading down to the beach this weekend, um, due to the tropical storms or occurrences out in the Gulf, the rip currents will be a little stronger than normal. So make sure you're paying attention to the flags out on the beach and you are always looking for the lifeguard and making sure that you are in the all clear to go in the water. Yeah, that's right. And the water's heating up to it. I didn't want to cut you off there for five. I was just at the beach the last weekend and it was... Oh my goodness. Was it good? It was awesome. I mean, I went all in. I went way under. I was out there for like an hour and a half just floating around. and Pruny hands. Yeah, that's right. Some pruny hands and some frosty adult beverages afterwards. It made for a great day overall. But you got to keep in mind, though, as Kelly had mentioned, those rip current risks, and we do forecasts for them every day in the Storm Team 9 Weather Center. A little higher over the weekend because of a tropical disturbance out to sea. And now that tropical disturbance has dissipated, so the Memorial Day weekend, if you have any beach plans or even uh, from here on out into next week, it's looking pretty calm and the weather's shaping up pretty nice. But always got to keep in mind, even with a low rip current risk, those sometimes can be the most dangerous if they occur in a long wave fashion, if you will. So rip currents, a big topic of discussion along the Carolina coast this summer. Mm-hmm. And as Ford had mentioned, if you're doing a barbecue or a bonfire this weekend, please just be careful as there is a ban effect that went into place at mm-hmm. noon on Monday and it will remain in effect until further notice. It's due to an increased fire risk that the North Carolina Forest Service issued the ban and it does include Pitt County. So please be extremely careful. It also includes New Hanover, Onslow, Pamlico, uh, Wayne, Lenore, Bofer, Anson, a decent amount of counties. So just yeah. be careful. And I think even though burn bans may not be effect in effect for your county or community, it's just good to not burn anything in general, whether it's over the weekend or anytime soon. Because we've been in a drought all across yeah, Eastern sure. North Super Carolina. Dry. Yeah, and to bring the whole state into it, 66% of North Carolina is experiencing drought conditions at this point. So it's not a good idea whether you're hitting the roadways to go visit family and friends and sparking a bonfire there. It's likely just as dry as it is here in the east. And with no steady soaking rain in the forecast anytime soon, these burn bans probably going to be in effect until further notice, it seems. Mm-hmm. And also, just so everybody is aware, anybody caught violating the burn ban will face $100 fine plus $183 in court costs. Yeah, you don't want to get caught up with those fees. You don't. So you just don't. don't do it. Save Not your money. Oh, Save. grill safety was a big thing also with that. So with barbecues, yeah. let's keep grill safety, things of that nature. Moving on, this is something Julianne and I have talked about a lot. It was one of my stories today, actually, or by the time you're hearing this yesterday. <laughs> um, but Hyde County 
that is my beat county. So beat county, for example, for us reporters is what we focus on. So I saw this story and long story short, Hyde County is the first county, the top of the list out of all North Carolina counties to have most college readiness for their students when it comes to filling out the FAFSA, being ready for school, things like that. So the reason this is really interesting is you've got Wake County, you've got all these counties. Um, excuse me, I'm from Tennessee, so I don't know the county for Charlotte, <laughs> but, but you've got all these counties with tons of students and you've got Hyde that has literally 30 or so, 40 graduates at Madame Mesquite school and about eight mm -hmm. graduates at the Ocracoke school. Oh so you've got goodness. less than 50 graduates, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I talked to the superintendent, Steve Bassine, and he said, you know, it's easy for us. Some people may think it's easy for us to top this list because, okay, cool. We've got our, we've got our eye on 48 students. We'll make them sign it. But, um, Mecklenburg County is what it is for Charlotte. <laughs> and Kelly came in clutch over here. But, um, Steve was telling me that, you know, even one student doesn't fill out those forms, their percentages get affected like 20 times as much as like a Mecklenburg sure. County. <laughs> but yeah, me and Julian talked about this because, you know, we thought it was cool that, yeah. uh, first off, they also offer early college readiness and oh, things cool. like that. You can, you can graduate with an associate's degree and they call it their fifth year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in college, Ooh. some of us all want to be a fifth year, you know, you kind of <laughs> want to stay, but in high school, it gets them a whole year or two of college for free. So yeah, I, I like that. that. Really you get cool. those generic courses out of the way before you actually 100%. hit your four year mm -hmm. degree, the last two years, I guess, mm -hmm. if you will, once you reach the college level there. So getting the English and the history and all the generics out of the way right. so they can focus on what you really want to focus on at the next level. I love that. And Hyde County is the least populated county in the state. And there's 100 counties in the state. And to be number one, it's that's crazy. something to relish. Yeah, it I is. love that. Listen, student loan debt is not fun. <laughs> no. So anytime no. you can set yourself up for success, if that is your plan and your goal is to to you know, go for higher education, then I'm glad that they're bringing this awareness to their students and making sure that they know that they have that option on the table. I think last year, over $100 million were left out on the table in federal financial aid wow. through FAFSA. So yeah, it's, it's, you know, well done by Hyde County to yeah. make sure their students know they have that available to them. And Superintendent Bassani, this goes off kind of what Alex said. He said, you know what? U.S. history is not changing. History <laughs> is history. And I promise we're going to give you that quality education. So get those, you know, it's getting those I basic classes that. out the way and things like that. And yeah. it's just interesting because you know, Ocracoke doesn't even have school buses. They, uh, their kids, yeah. they ride their bikes to school, things yeah. like that. And it's yeah. just such a tight knit community. So, you know, it's awesome. Cause him and I just to wrap up him and I talked about, you know, being the smallest school district, you could easily look at it as, Oh, let's just get them in and out of high school and move on. Yeah. But yeah. the fact that they're taking that extra step with such limited resources, is just really cool. I love that. So, I, I want to throw in one more thing yeah. too, because I think the FAFSA as many of us probably filled out back in our days, is difficult. Unless it you have help from parents, or I know Ford, you had mentioned in your story, they're they're doing community outreach to yep, get that FAFSA done. nights, yep. yes. So parents and students can come to school. And, this, and he said, you know, my students would have struggled, which is the same for me, if, you know, his wife had a big three-ring binder. And I'm like, that's where moms <laughs> come in clutch. But you know what? But it is to yeah. say, single mothers are working, and it's not their full responsibility to have to do everything for their True. kids. So, you know, they really want to make sure they support their students. And with it that small, they're like a tight-knit community. So he yeah. said, just bring us a folder with your information, tax documents, and we'll get it all squared away. Oh, so, gotta love it. That's been great. Free money. FAFSA is free money. Yes. So <laughs> Gotta take advantage of it. That's super yes. nice. I really feel like if other schools incorporated yeah. that and did that outreach program, right. you would have more people applying For and sure. getting in yeah. and trying. Absolutely. Um, but speaking of Hyde County, yes. the Ocracoke Lighthouse is currently being evaluated. The county officials are currently wondering if it is worth it to repair the structure by elevating it or just relocating the lighthouse completely. 
So the reason why they would like to relocate it is because due to the recent hurricanes over the years, it has pretty much been damaged pretty severely. And the water levels from when it was first built have risen a lot. So Mm -hmm. it was sitting at about two feet above sea level. And that's currently within the next couple of years, that's going to change drastically. So it is currently the second oldest lighthouse in the National Park behind Old Baldy and Baldhead Island. Since it is the second oldest lighthouse, do y'all think it should stay or do you think they should relocate it? It's a tricky question because yeah. it's history. And so I love, I would love it for it to stay there, but also with water levels rising, mm-hmm. is it worth it? Well, you know what I think is important? Not even the question of replacing it or elevating it or relocating it, what's important is that they're conserving it. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's the second oldest. I think whatever decision they decide to make is going to be a good decision because at least they're going to conserve it. So that yeah. sounds sounds like they know what they're doing, but yeah. Yeah, it'll be <laughs> but interesting. Yeah, it seems like they're struggling with that question, which understandably, but as long as they conserve it, it seems like it sounds good. Yeah, all, <laughs> all about preserving the history of it. So whether whatever option they go with, it's going to be a good option because right. it's going to be a lesson that will be taught throughout the years still. It's one of the oldest lighthouses around so that I mean, it's it's really cool. awesome. and I've been out to Ocracoke Island too and gosh they're just it's right on the water and it's going to be a tough choice because during Hurricane Dorian which was my first hurricane that I covered they thought they were in the clear out there and just that little extra water that we see every year it seems to be going up and up and up it can result in some major flooding not only just during hurricane season but during other severe storm events so It's something to consider, but I think, as Ford mentioned, the history of it all is what really matters most. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Nine on Your Side Morning Brew. Have a safe weekend, and be sure to thank all of the veterans and those who have served. 